Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcher Man, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Lady Blooding, Naughty and Nice, Butte Payne, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Christopher, Kilted Sir, Firegood and his good boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Linus X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Pumpkin Pie, Ms. Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, Wee Mad Beastie, To Be Better For Me, Forest, BP Bryn, Crash Override, Becca, Sir Sin, Little Bean, Kinky Bear, I'm a Baby Bitches, Barbie, Navigator Bard, Frost, Sinful and Naughty, Coffee and Chaos, Noir, Haley's Comet, and Viva Librat. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. My master evil plan is coming to fruition. Okay. Dara. Yep. Dara is sick with laryngitis, so I get to do most of the talking. I'm happy. How is this not like normal (laughs) though? Yeah, but now you can't get upset with me about it and say that I'm taking up too much speaking time because now I'm doing you a favor and I'm, I'm taking care of things because you don't have a voice. You did this to me on purpose, didn't you? So I get to do all the talking and still look like the hero. Win! (laughs) Actually, you know (laughs) whose fault this is? 110% 110% Daddy J. Oh, okay. I, I can work with that. You tell me who you need me to blame and damn it that. As long as it's not me. No, he did this. He got sick first and gave it to me. Uh, Jerk. Idiot. Meanie. Poopy pants. Yeah, and then my dumb ass went out last night anyway. And by the time I was done, Rara and I are in the car and she's like, the fuck happened to you? Yeah, poor. We'll, we'll talk about this in another episode. But poor Dara kept Rara hours and not Dara hours. No, I'm dying. So that's a struggle. That's a struggle for her too. Hmm. So I'll blame Rara for that one when I'm not dead. Okay, I, I'll accept that. But we're having another batch of two long episodes. Our like last we do. big long episodes for 2023, because after much anticipation and a lot of work. We are finally ready to discuss the Smut Lovers Conference that I went to 
back in September. So, so you know, no many rush or anything. Ago. Well, you know, there were a lot of interviews to be had and trying to schedule all these interviews with these authors was um was not easy. Everybody wanted to participate and there were a couple of people that I absolutely wanted to make sure that we included, you know, like Nikki Rome, the person who created Smut Lovers. I, I mean, felt you it was really important. To. Yeah. So uh, that took a little while, but we did. We got everybody and we ended up with so many interviews that heads up, guys, this is going to be a slightly different kind of podcast episode for us because we're just going to let the interviews stand on their own and let everybody, you know, talk for themselves. That, I, asked, I can't discuss any of them right now. Well, that's true. Um, I pretty much asked everybody the same basic questions. I didn't get fancy. Sorry, guys. But I really wanted to get a firm understanding of why these authors chose to come to a convention where they would be educated about smut and kink and what they hope to learn, what they learned, and what kind of stuff we're going to see from them in the future. So I think it's uh, probably best if we just start running the tape with all the interviews, because there's a lot. Tape, Rara, run the tape. I, I was trying to you steal stuff from like sports. Run the oh, tape. Okay. It's okay. I know. Sports ball. I'm speaking sports ball. I don't, ball I don't understand. I really, truly did not understand. I thought it was like a roll, you know, roll that footage or whatever from back in the day when there was actual tape. It used to all be tape. I know. Back back in my day, we used tape and we liked it that way. Hell, back <laughs> in my day, too. <laughs> all right. Let's do this thing. We have the wonderful Ashley Michelle, who is not only an author. She was also one of the presenters as part of the education and the assistant director for this whole amazing weekend. So welcome, Ashley. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> So the question I always start off with everybody is, what made you decide to get involved with Smut Lovers? Me and Nikki were already friends and I had had a book that I wanted to do that was going to be like spicy book talks guide to kink. But in the book, I talk about how I don't necessarily know that I want to give myself the responsibility of being called an educator. And like as a librarian, I just like giving resources to people. So that's like why I took the book. Uh, in the companion direction that I did. Um, but so I literally had just written the foreword for the book. And then Nikki had said, you know, I have this crazy idea, Ash, and I would like to run it by you. And it was about doing just a Smut Lover, the Smut Lovers podcast. And then it turned and it just like spiraled into a huge thing. And I don't even know when it became a thing, but then <laughs> it became a thing. And then we were talking about venues and and things that people would be eating. And we were talking about inviting people. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, let's. Do, yeah, let's it's officially that. a thing now. A big yeah, thing. Now it's a thing. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the companion because I do want to talk about that because that was that was quite a, an endeavor you did to put that together. So first, why don't you tell everybody exactly what this smut companion is? So the Smut Lovers Companion Guide is a, I wanted it to kind of be like a conversation, like 
I've always wanted to do either like kinky thing, like kinky introductions kind of stuff, um, or just like talking about it either on my YouTube or on any of my platforms or like have a podcast, but I never really like put the time and energy into doing that. And so I was like, this is my chance to kind of talk about it from both a reader and a writer's perspective. You know, there's a lot of um, things that run around spicy book talk. And so I wanted it to kind of act as a resource guide for anyone who was like, oh, I kind of like this thing. Like, where can I go to find more information about that? And I think that's very librarian of me. So, you know, I just... (laughs) it matched my vibe. And that's kind of all I wanted it to be was like this conversation with me personally that people could go and look at and be like, Oh, I'm interested in these things who might know that answer or who might have more information for me. That would that had to have been a lot of work to put that all together. It was So kudos to you. And, and I, I, I would like to let everybody know that Ashley is, is a saint because I got to participate <laughs> in the beta reading of this book. And I had a lot of comments. <laughs> And she, she, she handled them like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually so like nervous. I was like, I, you know, cause there's very, I don't have a lot of um, educator friends or anything like that. There was a couple of educators that I had known back in the day and stuff. And I was like, well, I don't like have those connections anymore. And then Nikki had said that you might be interested in doing it or that you'd said something about it. And I was like, but what if she doesn't like me? <laughs> and um, I, yeah, I was very nervous to have you read it, but I, I always want constructive uh, feedback on anything. So I, you know, all your, your comments and questions were perfectly what I needed. It helped me narrow things down better. And I, I super appreciate you for them. It is just as, as, as it is, I know for you, it was a labor of love because I, yeah. I am a diehard romance fan. And Mm -hmm. so anything I can do to help make it even Mm -hmm. better, like I'm signed up, I'm there for it. The minute like Nikki and I started talking, I bombarded her with emails because I'm like, okay, what do you need next? What can I do? (laughs) Because it it was, I was so excited. And now I'm like counting the the days down till 2024, but it's fine. It's just fine. Same. (laughs) So what are some of the plans for 2024? Uh, for Smut Lovers specifically? Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely Moulin Rouge themed. We've officially, we've made it official. Um, and I, am I allowed to tell anybody things? What am I allowed to say? Nikki, help me. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we do have, we're hoping that the performance uh, will be able to be up uh and be moulin rouge themed as well because we both love moulin rouge so much um and i i hope that it it all falls into place because the performance is going to be amazing and wonderful and we love and it's been confirmed there's a dance floor because apparently that yes was was because it was so highly requested like I think we were both very surprised by that you know just because we're intro well nikki's not too much of an introvert i'm an introvert but, you know, knowing and seeing like a couple of cons and stuff, specifically with books and stuff, everyone loves the dance floor, but they do kind of like, you know, it's it's slow to get people on, it's slow to get people off. And so the fact that everyone was like, where's the dance floor? It's like, dang, okay, y'all really want this dance floor. I All don't right. think it's going to be a problem getting people to dance. I just have to remember to pack flats <laughs> for that night <laughs> so I can get up oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I know we're also adding an additional day of education. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, what, what kind of stuff do you hope and are thinking about for next year? So some of the stuff that we wanted to really focus on, we didn't really, um, you know, I think originally want to focus on craft stuff too much in terms of for writers, um, because there's plenty of conferences that, you know, provide that. Uh, but some of the things that we are going to be like working with is diversity and inclusion, um, different body sizes, race, um, you know, being able to talk about those kinds of things, especially in the world of kink, can sometimes be a little bit hairy for some people. And so we have some, you know, really great educators and some really great panelists that we're hoping to to have attend and to really just be able to provide more of that inclusivity and more of that, you know, shameless, like, or non-shamey, non-judgy, mm-hmm. like, let's open things up to everybody and really like get into the nitty gritty of it. So, I mean, and that, that's one of my personal favorite things that I'm hoping that we get to to really hone in on this year. Yeah, I, I loved for me personally, like I love the amount of people who came to me after my presentation who were like, OK, so this is not something I will ever do. But wow, <laughs> that was fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. that is more than fair because I know people <laughs> are going to be into everything that I'm into. I'm kind of used to that. But I, the fact that everybody was so accepting. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. they were definitely the your kink is not my kink, but that's okay. And it was yeah, absolutely fantastic. Beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, want. I know you're also a writer. So what yeah. inspiration did you take from, from this weekend? No, I'm like going to be so honest. This weekend was just like a fucking blur. <laughs> like In terms of, uh, I don't think that I, I took much inspiration, uh, but I got to like feel and process all of the like big feelings of what was really happening and that I think that like I mean is inspiration enough to just like continue writing the things that I personally want to write you know there's definitely a thing all right here's the next question I I make everybody give me an answer on this who were you fangirling over and excited to meet (laughs) you that was like (laughs) like you can ask nikki i was absolutely terrified i was like oh my god and then you were so warm and welcoming i was like (laughs) i only bite i only bite with consent (laughs) we love that we love that but like i you know i've listened to the podcast and i have seen like your videos and i was like you know i'm usually and i know that was i i think i was yeah i think i was the one who like jumped into y'all's dms but like I can do that for other people. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to for myself, it's very much like, oh, my God, stay away. Don't look at people too hard. Everything's fine. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, so many people, myself included, have walked away from this conference feeling like we found a family. Right. And and lifelong friends. And yeah. like I'm making plans next year to stay extra so I can go with Amity and her wife to Disney. Oh, yeah. Right. I and love it, that. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I, I have I haven't been to Disney. Let's put it this way. Since before you were probably born. <laughs> Oof. It's been uh, a minute. It's time. It, yeah. So it's, it's time for me to go. But <laughs> but that's been, you know, I read in our Facebook group and like the comments are still happening and everybody mm-hmm. is so excited. And I think you guys really should pat yourselves on the back for that because this was something special 
And you've created this this family. I mean, all of us who come from different genres, but we all agree on the smut part. I, I mean, yep. there was some great, there was people, I mean, you had your, everything from your daddy kink to yeah. monsters. Monsters, <laughs> yeah. I, I was living for it. Which was great. I mean, there was some of the cover models came. So we, yes, so that, that was, was so fun. Cool. The the games, even the reader games. I had so much fun with the Punish Me Daddy game. <laughs> if you walk- I didn't get to see it. How oh, was it? If you walked past the room, I had a couple of people come up to me afterward <laughs> and were like, what were you guys doing there? Because every time we walked past, we just hear <laughs> laughter after laughter. I'm like we had a blast. I'm so glad. So, so yeah. Um, any last words you want to, you want to say promote the promote next year? I mean, we're, Oh, I mean, next year, please everyone come the VIP reader tickets, I think are either sold out or almost sold out. There are like only a couple left. Um, so the author tables, the author tables, you're already up to us wait list for that. Yeah. We had to, we had to shut it down because it was just people are, And I mean, that's good, right? Like, that's what we wanted. But Mm -hmm. it it was just like, oh, my God, y'all, September has barely ended. (laughs) No, there's not some of us with countdowns. You know, we wouldn't do that. (laughs) Happy to hear it. You know, about 350 days somewhat, (laughs) but we're not counting or anything. Give or take. (laughs) All right. Now I just want to give you a chance to promote your books. So where can people find your books? Oh, you can find them on Amazon. They'll definitely be on Audible soon. So that'll be fun. I did the narration for the Smut Lover's Guide, which was absolutely scary and nightmarish, but it'll it'll be out and beautiful soon. Uh, my producer has it currently. So well, that's hopefully by the end of the cool. week. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for for coming and talking with us. It was a blast. I'm so glad to finally have met you in person. I hope you're not yes. scared by me anymore. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So I am here with the lovely SK Kaba. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited too. And, and I know you guys, this is audio only, but I have to tell you, besides the fact that SK is beautiful herself, She's got this gorgeous poster <laughs> behind her with this guy with a six pack. So I am I'm enjoying myself very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's the book. That's Connor go. and Jamal. Ooh. All right. So what made you choose to come to Smut Lovers? I write MM romance, but I also write erotic romance. And so I was looking for conferences that were more open to my genre and people that were going to be excited about reading, you know, smut. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, this, this has to be my peoples here. Um, Right. And then I got there and I was like, these are my peoples. And so (laughs) (laughs) very excited to, you know, to be a part of that. And even before we did the conference, we had our own like Facebook group and we're like sharing thoughts and ideas and and books and things like that. And it was, it was just so amazing from beginning to end. I know I've spent more time lately on Facebook than I had in the longest time because of the smut lovers group. And I'm having a blast in there. Right. (laughs) Still. And I'm still having a blast in there. It's, it's so amazing. (laughs) It's our people. It is absolutely our people. 
It's our people. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. So what were you hoping you were going to learn? Was, was there anything specific or just in general? I am a new writer. Uh, well, I'm a new author. I've been writing for many years, but my first book was published in um, Hidden Love, was published in um, January of 2022. And so for me, I really wanted to connect with other writers. Yes, I want to connect with my readers, obviously, but I also wanted to connect with other writers, more seasoned writers that have been doing this work. I just kind of learn at their feet and gather that information. But then there's all there was also a lot of the workshops that I was really interested in just um, going to and just kind of learning a little bit more about. I don't know if you guys know who uh, Dominic Ashton is, but it was the first time that I had met him in person. And I was so excited that like we were sitting next to each other in a rope class. And when they were like, oh, pick a partner. And I turned to him. I was like, I'm sure you don't want me to tie you up. And he's like, yeah, sure. Go for it. And just like held out oh, his arm. Oh, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> So I, I kind of like used his arm to like learn this whole ropes thing. And then he like posted on the social media. If you guys go to his social media page, it's so funny. It's like, I've like now, you are now mine because I've tied you up. And so you're, you're here with exactly, me. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So it was like, just kind of like the, the, you know, little workshops that I wanted to learn and also just get to know people. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, just to let you know, I have a white and orange tabby who is going to try to jump across the screen at some point. I know you guys can't see it, but come on. just, we, just come We've here. had we've had many a cat who has decided they wanted to be part of the podcast. Yeah. It yeah. could be worse. We interviewed somebody and their cat went right in front of the screen and presented their butthole for us all to stare at. So we're kind of anything goes when it comes to this and it's all good. <laughs> That's that's how I like it. <laughs> All right. So did, did you find inspiration for many of the workshops? Do you think we'll start to see some extra stuff appearing in your books? Oh, absolutely. I had left there with so many new ideas. One idea that had been kicking around in my head was uh, a story of a young woman who was learning to become a sub. Also part of why I wanted to come to Smut Lover. So I knew there was going to be a lot of that information there as well. And yeah, I just... I. I mean, I left that conference like I absolutely know how her story is going to go from beginning to end. And so, yeah, that story might be coming out a little soon. <laughs> um, so that's exciting. And just meeting um, Ashley Michelle, who gave us those. The smut companion. Our, 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 right. Our smutty companion. And I just I just kind of went through it and just kind of learned a lot about, you know, just the lifestyle in general. And it, it, it was such it was so inspirational to me that I went up to her and I said, and I told her, I said, I'm, I'm writing this book, but in my book, I want to present, I want one another character to present her with this particular book and kind of name you in it and just say like, you know, this is, you know, Ashley Michelle's essentially companion to the King <laughs> lifestyle. Um, and she was like, I so, so yeah, I'm like promoting her book in my book. And I I'm excited it. about that it. too. <laughs> I love it. It was a whole weekend of fangirling. Right. Like, all right. So fess up. Who did you fangirl over while you were there? Oh, absolutely. Whitney Miller. And the funny thing is I had been following her on Instagram for a while because, you know, she just be I always knew she's dropped. She drops knowledge like in her little segments. And so just knowing that she was going to be there and being able to kind of like shake her hands and, you know, play it cool. Because one of my things, I volunteered in the, in the first assistant to the assistant. So I did <laughs> like the panels and things like that. And just being able to uh, be that close to her was so amazing. <laughs> 
And I told her probably like on day three, like uh, Saturday, I went over to her and I said, so I haven't told you, but I've been a little fangirling a little bit because I've been following you and just kind of knowing that you're here. And I was like, can we take a picture? And we took a picture. So that was fun. So That's one of my favorite things about going to these events is watching the people that I fangirl over have their own people that they fangirl over. And it was it's just a love fest. It is a love fest. Yes. I and am and so excited. <laughs> All right. So here's the important thing. Are you coming back next year? Oh, so no. here's the deal. Well, okay. I don't know yet. It's a 50-50 because my plan was, so this actually kicked off my book tour. That's what I like to call it because um, at the Smut Lovers, I'm going to be in New Jersey, Collinsville, New Jersey for a book festival. And then have some other events coming up, a Polycon in April. Oh, you're going to do a Polycon. Love. That's in, that's in my neighborhood. Oh, okay, cool. Well, let's <laughs> there. I'll be there. And then Literary Love in Savannah in over the summer. And then I signed up for um, Authors in Still City in Pittsburgh in September. So that was going to be my September thing. So it was like, I was going to try a bunch of different conferences and just kind of see, you know, um, where my people were. Right. But after going to the Smut Lovers conference, they're like, these are my people. Now I'm trying to figure out, okay, can I squeeze in Smut Lovers? Like, can I fly from like Pittsburgh to Orlando back to Philadelphia in a week? Like, can I do it? You're going to be so tired, crazy. but yeah, you could do it. I think I can. <laughs> I think I, so yeah. So it's a 50, 50, right now i'll know for sure as time goes on honestly like even if it's just being able to come down for one day and just connect with readers because that's the other thing i had for me to be a new writer writer and have someone walk past my my table and like yeah i read all your books like that was like (gasps) (laughs) that was like so amazing to me you know that i have like readers that read my stuff Mm -hmm. and like you know email me and tell me about you know the characters they love the characters they hate and I mean, that's probably the best part. Like, I just, I love people being able to gush over my work and and having conversations about, like, characters that they love to hate. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, that that was that was super fun. And then being able to bring in more readers. I had met this, uh, it was a group of girls who, I, say, I shouldn't say girls, that's disrespectful. It was a group of women who came past the table and one of them, and I always start with, no, do you read MM romance? Cause not everyone reads, right. you know, gay male romance. And so one of the ladies had said, um, not really. I mean, I've tried it, but I find it just kind of be boring and just not my taste. And you know, that's fine. Um, and her other friend was like, yeah, 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 I read. So she's like going through my books and we're having this whole conversation. And I just, I read my own stuff. So I just happen to have like one of my, you know, bet books there. And I had just opened it to page one. And while I'm talking to one person, I just handed the book to the other person, just have her <laughs> read the first page. And so she read it. And then she looks up to me and goes, yeah, I'm getting this book. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I love it. So I like created new, you know, a new fan. And so like, it's things like that. That's so exciting. So being able to come just to, to the Smut Lovers Conference, just for, you know, some, a little bit of workshops and being able to um, do some book signing. That may be what I do or what I really want to do is find a way to do all three days. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, hopefully <laughs> you can make it because I know there's been some discussion about having more queer discussions, uh, you know, panels yeah. or whatever. So we can get more queer representation in the books. 
Yeah, I hope so. I know that I know it was like it was a couple of us, maybe like two or three over here and Dom Ashen, but he does, you know, what I consider monster fucking. That's just me. That's, that's <laughs> what I call paranormal. That's what I call paranormal romance. It's just monster fucking. And so he's like super popular over there and selling out his books over there. Um, and then it's me and a couple people over here. But I didn't really see a whole lot of LGBT representation. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see some more of that. So, yeah. You're selling me like I'm just going to go just because just because of that. <laughs> I'll be there next year. I'm coming back and presenting. Oh, so awesome. not, no, not about blood again. I won't do that to people I again know. a second. Time. <laughs> that was a kicker. <laughs> it's fine. It'll be fine. All right. I want to give you a chance to promote your stuff. Yeah, so tell people where so... they can find your your books. You can literally find them anywhere, paperback and and ebooks for the Hidden Love series. It's Amazon, it's Barnes and Nobles, it's Apple Books, it's Google Books. I mean, you literally can find these books anywhere. So this is my main series that's out. It's five books all together. But I always say, read the first book and see if it pulls you in. It's going to pull you in, just so <laughs> you know. And so I had that series and then I have a bunch of standalone uh, stories that are uh, specific to Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Um, And then I have a new series starting in January. I'm really excited about that one. That is the first book is called A Plan and Simple Connection. So it's out for pre-order right now. Again, you can get that anywhere. And then follow me on Instagram, S-K-K-A-B-B-A, K-A-B-B-A, or just go to my webpage, www.skkaba.com. I should spell that out because so SK, people don't know, people haven't realized, is my actual initials, the S and the K. I just made it together into one Clever. word. And so that's why I'm SK. And it helps because when I go to conferences and I don't have to think twice about what my name is. <laughs> <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. I'm, you know, super excited to see the growth that and the impact that my books have had on people. And oh, you can also find me on Literotica. I still throw out free stories there too. I don't know if you guys Ooh. know what Literotica dot com is yes um, but that's where i started writing stories um uh, and i'm there as kaba 118 so k-a-b-b-a 118 so you can find me there too awesome well thank you for taking time out of your busy writing schedule to talk to us and i'm gonna Absolutely. look for this new book that was inspired by the conference oh yeah that's probably like i didn't start writing it yet so probably 2025 give me, oh, give me 2025 when it drops <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll surprise you maybe end of 2024 we'll all right see. maybe i'll have it in time for the smut lovers conference Ooh. and i can say this story inspired last year right per- perfect <laughs> all right thank you now i get to welcome murphy wallace to the podcast hello hi how are you i'm doing great we are so lucky to have you here had oh, thank you a, so much for having me. It's uh, it's awesome. Thank you. I had such a great time at Smut Lovers. I'm still riding the high from it. How about you? I mean, me too. Me too. Oh my God. It was a hell of a time. I mean, sometimes, you know, first year signings, you're not sure which way they're going to go. And I just think that every single, at every single turn, the organizers had, had it planned to the, to the T, to the nines. It was just absolutely fantastic. What made you decide to come to the Smut Lovers Conference? So previously, there was a huge 
conference that was similar. It has a similar feeling to Smut Lovers um, in Orlando. And I think I thought once I heard about Smut Lovers, I thought that it could very easily kind of take the place of that signing, which was going away. It had its last year last year. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to get into Smut Lovers at its inception and see what it was all about and see if it was going to kind of fill the void left behind by the previous conference. And I definitely think that it did that. Cool. What were you hoping to learn at this conference? I was really wanting to learn just more about, so I have, you know, a very high level. I have not dipped my toes yet into the community. And so everything that I have is just very high level or things that I've read or articles that I've, you know, searched um, when doing a little bit of research. I do have two books that barely scratch the surface of, you know, BDSM and kink only because I was afraid to write. I don't like writing things that are untrue, you know, so I I didn't want to go too far and just be completely wrong. So I really wanted to come to this conference. So that way I could write further into the world and into the community in future books. And I do think that I was able to finally scratch that surface. Um, I know that there's still a ton more to learn. (laughs) I'm very, I'm very, very, I'm so anxious to learn all of the things. So I'm really looking forward to next year. So you were inspired. Are we going to start to see some of the things you've learned in future books? I sure hope so. I I mean, the the two books that I have, they um, I really enjoyed writing them, but I do think that they could have been better. They could have, you know, but as I as I previously stated, I didn't want to go quite too, too far without knowing what I was doing. So I I do hope to dive further into the BDSM trope in in future books. (laughs) A lot of possibilities there. Yes. What would you say from the different classes and panels and stuff? Like, what was something you really took away from the educational part? Um, the two ones that really stick out were the BDSM 101. I think, I, you know, that's, you guys covered a lot of, uh, like, groundwork, you know, uh, as far as just getting, like, finding your your footing in the lifestyle. You You included just enough information to give me an idea of, what kind of goes on, but to also leave me really curious about diving deeper into certain areas. <laughs> and then um, the the second class that I really enjoyed was the one that you did with um, Master Cecil and Darcy about the um, fiction the versus reality yeah. dungeons. That was really important to me to go to that one as well. Um, again, just to make sure that I know what's real and what's not. And, and I do understand that in fiction, you can kind of elaborate or or you guys gave the example of, you know, there's not really many themed rooms in some dungeons, but there are in others. And, you know, so I, I understand that you can go into into that more in a fictional manner. But I really w- loved the hearing about what the actual expectation is at at a real life dungeon. Yeah. I mean, look, I read these books. I wish there were dungeons (laughs) like some of these that I read about in books. You know, it's a very Mm -hmm. fine line when you're reading them to be like, okay, that's just outright false. That would never happen to. Okay, that doesn't happen, but I wish it would happen. Sure. (laughs) There's there's definitely different levels. What would you say your favorite part of the weekend was? Gosh, so many. I I really (laughs) honestly... 
and this this holds true for the majority of the signings that I go to. Um, honestly, it's it's the networking and the meeting new people. You know, I never sign up for a signing or go to a signing with the intention or the 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 thought that I'm going to sell all of the books. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more just I, I like to meet other authors in the community. I like to meet in this case other members of the kink the kink community. You know, whether they were an author or not. And then also uh, the the readers. It was really, really great meeting because I feel like I touched on, I, there were a couple of readers that I've seen at, at other signings and that I've developed a relationship with over the years, but there were a whole lot of new readers that I was able to meet. And that was really, really special for me. I, I know that there were, for me, a lot of authors that I hadn't heard of yet, and you're one of them. And so now I have this very lengthy, lengthy list because my goal is to read one book from every one of the authors <laughs> who were there. Nice. Okay. That's a good goal. So that that's my goal. Um, and then I figure I'll find somebody that I resonate with, and then I'll start to go through more of their books. But it's a <laughs> lot of books to catch up on. Yes. It is. And I will agree with you as well. There were a number of authors that I um, hadn't, that I wasn't familiar with prior to the conference that now I, I'm really looking forward to going back and reading some of their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you get to know them on a different level, like on a personal level. So now you really are more yes. invested and want to read. So yes, the, the, definitely. The, the other thing I always ask people too, is I know I was fangirling and I know there was a lot of fangirling hap- happening. Who would you say you were really mm-hmm excited and fangirling about meeting definitely rl calder which it's funny because a couple weeks ago i actually ran into her at a concert like in the wild like not at an <laughs> author related event at all so when i first saw her and you know i had had like a couple drinks so it was like a little bit easier for me to be like oh my gosh hi hey um so it was really nice to see her again um and and greer rivers i fangirled over her a little bit and then also katie robichaud i was looking forward to to meeting her and then um, some new authors that I will now be fangirling over as well. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you are going to come back next year? I am. Yep. I'm officially signed up and deposit paid, ready to go. <laughs> I'm going to be there too. So I'm, I'm super, I'm super hoping. thrilled. Oh, definitely. Well, it's, I mean, I, I've been a smut reader for longer than some people at the conference have been alive. And <laughs> Because I started reading as a, as a teenager, stole my mom's bodice rippers and, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. So to take that and then, of course, my love of kink and put it together, it was just it was definitely my happy place and surrounded by my people. So it was perfect. Yes, it, it was. I agree with that. And it, the other thing is it was I mean, I've there have been some great signings that I've been to and they they've been absolutely amazing. But there was just the the feeling of this signing was just complete and utter acceptance on every level no matter who you are or where you were coming from or where you fit in the community or if you know whatever and and even like as far as the lgbtq aspect and you know just from all angles there was just an acceptance of everybody no matter who you were or where you came from and that was something that i it's not Sometimes, you know, there's, I don't want to like throw anything or anybody under mm-hmm. the bus. It's just sometimes, sometimes there, there's like, you hear stories like, oh, well this happened and it might, it might not be something that I was aware of at the time, but like I heard about it afterwards of something 
that happened at a signing or whatever, but there was just none of that this year. You know, there, I didn't hear any stories like, Oh, well, did you hear about this that happened or, you know, whatever, there was like no drama, nothing or anything like that. So that was really, really great. I, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I absolutely agree. I've been to many different signings and I find, I, I, you know, I found there was sometimes like judgment because you had different genres mm -hmm. and, yes. you know, there didn't seem to be that acceptance, but at this one, it didn't matter what genre you wrote in. We all had smut mm -hmm. that pulled us together. And I felt like everybody that I met was really just a friend that I hadn't met yet. And you could sit down and just talk and connect. And there was zero judgment on anything. And that was, that's a really special feeling that a lot of us who read this type of stuff don't always get. There's still that that yeah. difficulty, you know, yeah, I read romance and people look down at you. And then I read smutty right. romance I agree. and now they really look down at you. <laughs> and now they really look down at you. <laughs> I agree with everything that you just said. <laughs> so, it, so it's, yeah, so I'm excited. So what are you hoping to... Um, accomplish next year? Like, is there certain subject matters you, you want more education on? It would be nice to have like a BDSM 102 class or like a BDSM 201 class or, you know, like the next right. level, you know, just to kind of sink a little bit further into it. I, I am going to try and branch out and, you know, maybe go to a few classes at the woodshed or something between now and then. Um, So I'm not quite as in the dark, you know, as, as I was going <laughs> into this one, you know, I'd like to have a little bit more. And I, and also I feel not that, not that I ever felt like I wouldn't be like welcomed in the dungeon, but it, it just like getting to know master Cecil and Darcy. And, you know, it was, it when if you're not familiar with that walking into it, it's like being naked in the middle of a room with someone. And that's, it's funny because, you know, in the dungeon, you really can be naked in the middle of the room in front of people, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like having a yeah. dream where like you're naked and nobody else is. It's, right. it's just very, it can be, you know, uncomfortable or, or weird or, you know, whatever. So I think now just kind of meeting everybody, I'm going to definitely take more advantage of the classes that they offer and even just going on like some fun nights too. Oh, cool. Yeah. One of the things that I have, um, offered for Nikki to do next year, because along of what you're talking about, I think it's important. I'm going to be doing demonstrations of impact. So I'll bring some of my impact toys and okay. and do impact on anybody who is interested in trying it. So when you write about these things, you've actually mm -hmm. experienced and felt them because oh, that's that, awesome. That's something that I do as I, I demo top impact all the time. So it's it's something I'm I'm very comfortable doing. And I thought that would be a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, like, no, that's great. I like to give everybody a chance to promote their work. So where can people okay. find your stuff? I am. Um, I only have one book in KU at the moment. Um, I am a wide author. So you can find my stuff on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Eden Books, and Apple Books. I write mostly dark romantic suspense. So all of my books have some element of like fucked up shit going on in them um usually usually characters with like a really dark past or even if they don't have a dark past they you know something crazy messed up happens to them in the present and and then somewhere along the line they you know fall in love with sometimes it's the villain sometimes it's the good guy and then they they will you know get there hap happily ever after but they usually have to go through a lot of obstacles in order to get there so Lots of triggers in my books. Um, so if you don't 
like triggers, then probably not for you. But I also I list all of my triggers and content warnings on my website. So you can check them out there too. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and talking with us today. And I am definitely going to see you next year. I'm so excited. And thank you so much for having me. This has been an honor. I really appreciate it. Well, now I get to talk with Shannon Elliott, who is a reader, an author, and she was the volunteer coordinator for the conference, which is basically means she was herding cats all weekend long. <laughs> Welcome, Shannon. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, this has been everyone I've talked to. We haven't come down from the high yet. We're all everybody had amazing, wonderful things to say about this weekend. Well, people are still posting photos and videos. They're talking about books and getting ready for next year. Nikki has already started sending me and the rest of the team forms so that we can like plan for next year. I don't think the momentum's going anywhere but forward. <laughs> no, I, I really I'm trying to be so good and not bombard her. But like, <laughs> I've, I've got ideas of classes and things, especially based upon these interviews that I'm doing, talking to, to you know, authors and seeing what they want to hear for next year. So, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to be kind and give her some space. <laughs> she said, I think that she's going to take a little bit of a break now that she's done with like the week after. But then I'm sure she'll be full speed ahead again, as she does. Well, the fact that you that we've all already signed up for 2024 and 2025 <laughs> is like the biggest compliment. We are like so eager to do this again. Yes. And I think it's only going to get bigger every year because it is such a valuable, like not only kind of like social event, but educational event for authors. Like I think people learned so much in that one and a half days mm -hmm. that like it makes sense that people want to come back because they want to learn from experts and people with lived experience. Yeah, they I, the things that I heard is they loved the, the kink and smut education, but they also mm -hmm. love just as much the author only panels. And being yeah. able to hear from other established authors with experience. Yeah. And they want both. There's like the marketing panels and things like that that happens specifically like when you're talking about people who are newer to their author career. I mean, I only have three books out and started maybe like two years ago versus people who have like 30 books out. Just getting that range of experiences and things from the workshops are amazing. Um, and then obviously, I personally really, really enjoyed all the kink sessions. <laughs> but I'm a little biased because I was getting a two for one deal there. <laughs> 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 but yeah so what made you decide to not only attend smut lovers but so graciously volunteer to be the director of volunteers i have trouble not volunteering for things i like having things to do um so like coming to smut lovers was an easy decision because it was such a great opportunity to learn network hang out with readers just do all the things that like i think authors want to do um, but then when I was talking with Nikki, we were doing an episode for the Smut Lovers podcast. And afterwards, as one does, you get to chatting and you're talking about like your life and what's going on. And she was telling me about how um, she was not even on the page where she was starting to think about volunteers, but people were already asking, like, how do I volunteer? How do I get involved? How can I help? And I mentioned to her that like, 
in a professional capacity, I used to work in volunteer management and event management. And so I was like, I, I can do it. (laughs) And she just said, yes. So it was a pretty easy kind of cooperation between parties. And I was really excited to do it because it's one thing to coordinate volunteers in like a professional setting for an organization that you work for. It's another thing to coordinate volunteers who have so much excitement and passion like the Smut Lovers volunteers did. We did. We really did. (laughs) Y'all were so amazing. There was so much enthusiasm. At one point, one of the volunteers came up to me because I was doing the author signing and she took my clipboard from me and she was like, tag, you're no longer it. And she just took over for me for a couple hours. Oh, that's perfect. Um, it's that kind of like love and passion that I loved about smut lovers, you know? That is the one thing that everybody has walked away with that. Like we all feel now we're one smutty family together. Yes, <laughs> very much so. I mean, you well, were kind he- enough to let me hang out in your hotel room without you. So I wouldn't have to sit in the lobby anymore. always happy to help a fellow smut lover (laughs) but I think it also extended to like the kink educators that we had there like I think that in a way we brought them into our community a little bit um I had some of them that I was just having small conversations with and they were talking about like how educational it was for them to see the other side of the more like fictional aspect and like some of the challenges that come with writing smut um like sex bdsm kink they're very different. I mean, I was on the fiction versus reality panel and you can get into these like tropes that exist in fiction that like are just kind of repeated because that's what people expect. But then you start talking to the experts and the people who like have lived this and who teach this and who like are constantly, it's like a passion of theirs that they're willing to educate others on. And it's like, oh, well, then we can make changes to this to make our smut more realistic. And I love realistic smut. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's really, as somebody who's both a, a kink educator, but I'm also an absolute diehard romance reader, I understand some fiction has to be involved. Like, I yeah. get that. But there's also that line where now you've crossed where you're so far removed from reality. I I can't, I, I just can't read. And, yeah. so the, and so the ability for me to come in and say, hey, this and that, and like work together. Like I mm-hmm. just, so I, I beta read for somebody and we had this whole experience where I said to her, okay, I have a problem with this scene with consent in this. And we, we talked it out and came up with a good compromise between what she was going for and the, the atmosphere she was setting and, and my need to like, you got to have consent. <laughs> yeah. And and that's that's what I wanted people to walk away with from that weekend from my standpoint. And I think a lot of people did. I definitely heard a lot of conversations where people were talking about how they feel like they're more prepared to incorporate things, especially when we did the roundtables. There were so many questions being asked that were like directly about like, I went to the one about like the reality of dungeons and like there were questions being asked about like, well, what's the atmosphere look like? What does it look like in a dungeon? I was asking questions personally about like, so what are the finances like for a dungeon? (laughs) Because like, these are things that it's like, that is like such a unique opportunity to learn about those aspects of kink and BDSM and like conversations about consent among both writers and like, 
lived experience people that like you're not necessarily going to get when you're in your author silo just Mm -hmm. by yourself writing. And so if you go into your author silo, having this information and having these conversations in the back of your head, then I'm hoping that that comes out in your writing and that we're prioritizing things like consent and communication and all the like fundamentals of kink, because I don't want people to use smutty books as an instruction manual. Yeah. (laughs) But some people toe that line and I'm like, we got to do better here. And I think that's the responsibility of authors to do the best that we can so that kink is portrayed in a way that is both accessible to people and isn't something that they are afraid of anymore, or at least like that fear can be brought back to a more realistic standard. But also that like, if they want to start exploring things, or if they're curious about things, it's something that like, they're able to see a like consensual good communication kind of scene in a book rather than something that's going to get them in trouble later on. Right. Well, I know for one thing that I see, and I know that you're, you're also a kinkster out out in the wild, (laughs) you know, (laughs) negotiations. I see so many books where the negotiations are happening during the scene, Mm -hmm. which is a huge no, no. In the in the kink real world, you don't negotiate during the scene. It all has to be done beforehand. And that's the kind of stuff like I would like to work out with with um, authors like. Because it's one thing. OK, so, right, you've written this fantasy dungeon with all these theme rooms. OK, that's not real. But that's <laughs> not that's not a harmful fantasy. Right. That that somebody wants to go and then pretend that their bedroom is, you know, Arabian Nights theme. It, it's not a big deal. But when you start talking about things like negotiations, you know, that can be harmful. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really interesting because when you talk about like negotiation and communication in a romance novel, and specifically when it comes to consenting to kink, I think that there's this like confusion that like, it has to happen in the moment because otherwise it's not sexy. Yeah. And the reality of it is negotiation can be the sexiest part of an entire kink scene. Like if you're texting back and forth throughout a week with someone about like what you want to do on the weekend or what you want a scene to look like, or you're having like small kind of bits of information that build up into that scene. Like there's so much anticipation and like that can help the pacing of a book and also the pacing of that scene and the buildup to that kinky scene that readers are going to love, but it just takes a little bit of like education and like Mm -hmm. creativity to get to a place where it's like, okay, this is realistic and this is hot as hell. Yeah. What would you say you learned this weekend from, from like a kink standpoint that maybe you didn't already know? I'm not going to lie. I was doing a lot of running around. So sometimes (laughs) bite of information here and there. I think the thing that I learned the most, though, is just how varied kink is. Like you mentioned that I myself am a kinkster and like I have lived experience that I base things off of or at least like inform my own writing. But it was so wonderful to hear different experiences, different perspectives, like a range of also like people with newer experience, people with extensive experience, because I think in many cases, 
for me, it was a really great realization to have where I was like, oh, when we write kink, there is this general consensus that like the dom is always super experienced. The sub is super new. And that's just how the scene's going to play out. Yep. But when you start talking to people and when you start listening on these panels to like the littles and subs and critters panel that we had, you realize that like, oh, well, there's like a hundred different ways or more that someone can be a sub, that someone can like be a little, a critter, whatever it is. When you're talking about like dominance, it's the same way. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a guy. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's someone who's super experienced. And it doesn't necessarily mean that like some of those like historically portrayed things in romance novels are always going to be true. And that gives us so much freedom to like explore and try new things. And I think it also gives readers a great opportunity to go, oh, well, that was new. And I really like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, if they have a female dominant, it's always like the same stereotypical female dominant where she's in the high heel leather boots and, and the corset and she wants to do mean and nasty things to cock balls and humiliate and sissify. Brats are always the same. They're always, you know, the make me brats and they play little tricks on them, even not in the scene. And yeah, it's, it's so much more than all of that. Yeah. And to be able to see, you know, like I'll, I'll I'm in several book um, groups on like Facebook where there people will be like, I'm looking for this type of book. Can you help me find mm -hmm. it? And for some of it, it's really hard because I'm like, oh, I don't know that we have a book with, you know, where there's switches and they're, you know, they both switch back and forth and, and different things or they one's a switch, but now they can't be a switch because the other one isn't. And how does that work? Like all of these things are re in real life, but not in a book. Yeah. And I think that's because a lot of people, when they read fiction, they want to see themselves in fiction to a certain extent. They want to feel like seen and understood. And when they see that in a book, it's like really, in my case, I've read some books where it's like incredibly healing to see that. And so in terms of kink, I think it also plays into just like this idea that if we're writing one formula for every smutty book, A, it's going to get boring. And B, it means that we're neglecting a lot of our readers who have varied interests and various lived experiences. And there's so much opportunity to play. And that's my favorite part about both kink and being an author is that you just you play and you have fun and you experiment. And so long as you're doing it safely and you're not hurting anyone, I think you're doing pretty good. You know, yeah. I would say I would like to see more humorous scenes. It seems like all this, all the, every, anytime they're doing BDSM, it's that very serious thing. And and I don't do serious scenes for the most part. I'm currently planning an old McDonald's had a farm scene with pink plastic animals. And I got these little plastic pigs and when I was telling my toy maker, you know, to make something, his thought process is, ooh, I'm thinking three little pigs. How can I do that? Right? And like, that's making me think of scenes I can do. I can see more of that kind of funny, silly scenes and not always the I'm very serious about this. Yeah. 
Just my because, little two cents. If if any authors are re- are hearing this with us, please, I would like that in a book. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I want that too. I want more laughter because the thing is, when we watch that scene at the after party between um, Miss Rue, oh, Miss Rue and her partner, mm-hmm. I think it was um, Master Cecil who said it afterwards. He was like, "We are witnessing love here." And the thing is, like, there is so much great emotion that can happen in kink, but those emotions go both ways. It's not just the serious stuff. It's also the giggles that happen when someone accidentally farts. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. And sometimes you just roll with it. But the thing is, like, you're doing this because you enjoy it, both in reading and in real life. And so you should be able to enjoy every moment of it. I, I could give you an idea for a very funny scene that actually happened to me. I was wearing a butt plug during an impact scene and on the very last hit, like a cork, just pop right out. So I'm just saying we all laughed, but that's that's real life. The butt plug freaking fell out. It's okay. See, and my mind immediately goes to butt plug hits like cheek or eye or something like that. There's a hospital visit. It could go so many places and it would be so funny. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So again, here, I just throw out ideas and people people can go ahead and run with it. So are you coming back next year as the volunteer coordinator again? I am. I The volunteers have given me no choice. Nikki has given me no choice. I myself have given me no choice. I had so much fun that it was just, there's no way I'm not coming back, especially with like how beautiful of an event this was and how it was like more emotional than I think I realized. I left that weekend and like had to have a little cry because I was like, wow, I found a new community and like a new mm-hmm. people that I really connected with and like got to spend time with. And like, here I am tearing up because I'm just thinking about it. But, I'm like, planning a vacation with Amity and her wife <laughs> so that when I go next year, I'm staying extra so we can all go to Disney together. So yeah, like you have a new, we have new family members. Exactly. Like I got phone numbers of people. It's like, I've known you for three days. And yet on my drive back from Orlando to home, I called them and I was like, Hey, let's just talk about life. I have eight hours to drive today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can count me in as volunteering though. I'm making a commitment not to do another 7am shift. That's all I see. Only my limits is I can't do it. That was not one of my smarter moves. (laughs) (laughs) I will remind you come sign up time. (laughs) Princess Rara is specifically no not 7 a.m. shifts. <laughs> so what kind of classes are you hoping to see for next year? What would you still like to learn and experience? So I already know that Nikki has roped me into teaching a class on corsetry Ooh. because I have a degree in costume design. And so I've built courses before. I've worn corsets. I've laced people into them for ballet, for theater, all sorts of things. Um, So I'm really excited to be able to kind of dispel some myths about it and like educate people and kind of get them more comfortable with the idea of wearing one or how you write movement, especially in one. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just like a personal thing that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I'm really excited to see kind of a lot of new topics be introduced um, in terms of like diversity in romance and in kink um what continuing a lot of the conversations that we had from the other panelists or like i'm excited for more workshops like we had with the rope 
um, workshop. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be that extra day of education that we're adding, I think is going to be so much fun to just get to, again, play and learn and just experiment and see what happens. Um, so I know there's so many good ideas out there and you seem to have a ton of them. I have, so. I have so many. It's like, <laughs> I feel like we could just program for months, which is part yeah. of what the, um, what is it? The smut, the smut source. source. Yeah. So Nikki started up smut source and that's going to be another place where we can put a lot of this information because it's not just once a week every year that you need this information. Mm -hmm. It's all year when you're like writing a scene or you need something to inform what you're doing. And Smut Source will be there for you. I know. I'm I'm very excited. I've been I've been holding back ideas for that too because again, I love romance and I love kink and I want to make the romance as good as it can possibly be and help out because I do credit romance with helping me learn about the lifestyle and become involved in it. It was actually a romance author who taught me about FetLife, which is what turned oh. my life around. So yeah, so it's it's definitely something I plan on doing. All right, one last thing because I want everybody to have a chance to promote their stuff. So where can people find your books? So I am on um, Amazon and Kindle Unlimited for all of my eBooks, um, but you can find my paperbacks anywhere. Your indie local bookstore can order them. Um, my most recent release is actually a femdom romance, um, short little novella between um, mistress and her pet. So hi, that's where you can find me. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for volunteering for helping to make this weekend as smooth as possible and for hanging out with me for a little bit to talk about it. Absolutely. I'm so glad we could do this. Well, we're very lucky now to have Cheyenne Browning with us at the podcast. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I always make everybody answer up front. Why did you choose to come to Smut Lovers Conference? I chose to come to Smut Lovers Conference because of the genre I write. I write safe, fake, paranormal romance with a lot of kink. I am not a vanilla person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm far from it. So for me, I like to show that in my work. Cool. So uh, the next step. <laughs> there you go. Well, just in case anybody's listening doesn't know what sapphic is, can you share that with us? Is women loving women. Ah, a beautiful topic. I know it. All right. So, so do you identify as a kinkster as well? I do. Awesome. All right. Then, so how did the education part of the whole weekend work for you? The most I learned would probably be in rope class, which I had to leave early to go get my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, most of it was basic this year. So it was kind of common knowledge. Mm -hmm. The only thing I actually really learned would be a little bit of the rope and your blood play. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I, I, I figured if, even if I just made people curious about it, I didn't expect everybody to be like, Ooh, let's go out and do it now. <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> yes. My people. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So what kind of stuff are you hoping to see next year? I, I, I'm assuming you're coming back next year because so far everybody seems to want Absolutely. to. I will be back next year and hopefully 2025 if Nikki lets me. <laughs> no, that's right. I know. I've signed up for both of them too. 
So, I've already paid my deposit, so I will be there for 2024. <laughs> um, for 2024, I know our theme is uh, burlesque. So they're planning a lot more on the party side of things. I haven't learned anything of that they're planning for education yet, but I am hoping to see more deeper in-depth talking about it. More than just consent talk and the beginnings of BDSM. Mm-hmm. Like, so a, hope like a 201 class? Yes. Something for us experienced kinksters. Okay. Hey, you 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 tell us what you need and I I will write a class for it. That is not a problem. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> One of the things that everybody had a blast with was finally getting to meet some authors that they read and they fangirl over. Mm-hmm. So who are some of the ones that you were excited about meeting? Surprisingly, I didn't get to meet as many as I'd hoped. I kind of was nonstop being stopped by everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So this was actually my first book signing. Ever? Ever. Awesome. So I jumped straight into the world. (laughs) It was an interesting experience. I've met several of the ones there on Facebook. So it was interesting to see Stella in person and Nikki and uh, a few other people that didn't get a chance to come because something came up. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I stopped and talked to a few people that were around me at the book signing. And other than that, I really didn't get to talk to a whole lot of people. Oh, uh, we have to fix uh, that for next year. Amity, I made a point to go see. Oh, good. I was going to recommend that because she also writes sapphic novels. Me and her have been friends on Facebook for a while. So as soon as we got a chance, she sent her wife down there to see me to get some of my nsfw artwork and then i <laughs> down there when i got a five second break <laughs> ah so tell us about your nsfw artwork what kind of stuff do you have i do my own artwork currently and i'm a newish I, I i was a photographer so i did a lot of photoshop work so i know how to manipulate photos and everything but drawing straight from scratch is a newer thing for me and i haven't done it since i was probably a teenager <laughs> But with some of my artwork, I currently have three done. One of them was too spicy to print for the conference, so I couldn't find anybody in time to, to print it because of their values. So uh, you, you run into censorship with that? I did because uh. it involved a monster dildo <laughs> in the shower. So a lot of people did not like that, apparently, and they denied it. What uh. they but they printed my other two, so it's kind of funny. The other one was a Gorgon and a Kitsune on the couch. And there was another one that was a demon and the devil's daughter. Ooh. And they're in the bedroom at a hotel. Ah, I love it. What inspiration did you pull away from the weekend? Like, what are we going to maybe see in some future books? Definitely more blood play. I've actually had a short planned for Halloween this month that I will probably be releasing right on Halloween. That's going to be vampires and more blood play. And it's going to be more sutures and needlework and definitely <laughs> <some> fun. <laughs> oh, you've made me so happy. 
<laughs> now I'm going to have to read it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I won't say no. <laughs> Twist my arm. Why don't you? Yeah, no, that's I- fantastic. What are some of the highlights for you? What like what memories are you walking away with from this weekend? The most I walked away with was the community. I cannot count how many people stopped at my signing table just to thank me for being there for the queer community. I didn't stop the entire four hours of the signing. I sat maybe five seconds here and there to cool down and drink a little bit of water Mm -hmm. before more people were coming to the table to thank me and talk to me and learn about what I was writing because there was only a handful of us there because of what's happening in Florida. Right. So it was, it was a huge community that I wasn't expecting it to be quite so open and accepting. That's fantastic. I know there's talk of trying to do more in 2024 for um, queer content and education. Yes. And that would Um, be awesome. I would love to see that because a lot of authors did not feel comfortable coming. And I totally understand that it was, it was sad to see so many authors deny their ability to come because of what's happening. Mm -hmm. How did you work through that? (sighs) For me, I'm married to a man. So Florida is going to look at me and say, Oh, you're a white woman married to a white man. They're just going to be like, whatever. She's straight. In reality, I'm actually bi, but again, I'm married. Mm -hmm. So for me, it wasn't a huge issue in my part because of just what I was writing. Because the outward look, somebody's going to look at me and say, you're married to a man. So Florida's just going to look the other way at that point, whereas some of my author friends are not. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I know... There was some questions about the fact that it was being done in Florida and Nikki had put out some amazing information about why and the fact that it enabled us to offer that safe space for the queer community so that they knew we were supporting them and we were there for them. And it we raised some good money for some yes. important charities. I loved what Nikki put out and all the work she put into everything and the charity money and all, she really went above and beyond. Well, I'm very excited that you're going to be back again. I am super excited about this book that you're going to put out at the end of the month. But why don't you tell people where else, where they can find your stuff? All of my books are in Kindle Unlimited. Ooh. They are all on Amazon. So they are all available in paperback and Kindle Unlimited. So they're easy to get to. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking time out and talking to us. And I will definitely see you in 2025, 24, whatever you're, both <laughs> years, both years, I hope. <laughs> thank you for having me. And I look forward to meet, meeting you again at the 2024. Yes. I am very excited about this interview because it's a twofer. We have the amazing Chloe Summer and her cover model, who I'm so sorry you guys can't see because he's sexy as fuck. We have Tony Bretman <laughs> with us as well. So, so sorry for all of you. Yay for me. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> so happy. Happy to be here. 
Uh, so I, I always start off asking everybody, what made you decide to come to Smut Lovers? Well, I was friends with Nikki for quite a long time and uh, she was holding the event. And so I was like, yeah, definitely. Let's do this. That's kind of where that started. And then it like progressed, like the whole thing progressed into this giant event where she was having like the woodshed and everything else there. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's see what this about lady. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. Right. Like that, the whole event where it went from like where she started wanting to make it like a smaller thing. And then it just completely blew up. It was like the best event that I've ever been to, even as a reader. It was pretty amazing. And the Tony, what made you decide to come? I mean, this was an easy one because of Chloe. <laughs> um, it was my first event with Chloe, and uh, it was honestly, it was one of the best events I've been to. And uh, so I was just grateful and honored to be with her, uh, you know, at Smut Lovers. Now, do you guys identify as kinky or are you more vanilla, vanilla with sprinkles? I know I live the um, DDLG life, so I, I do consider myself. Definitely not vanilla, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not vanilla, but like I have to keep it somewhat conservative because it's not everybody's cup of tea. So like what I do in the bedroom is is diverse, we'll say. <laughs> but being like a cover model, it's hard to come out fully with all of your likes and dislikes just because, you, you know, you don't want to uh, exclude yourself from uh, somebody's appetite, so to speak. Right. Yeah. You, there's definitely a perception you need to work with. Absolutely. So did you get exposed to anything that made you think, hmm, I want to try that now. <laughs> uh, and you won't hurt my feelings if you say my stuff did not inspire you because I'm used to that. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was a lot going on. So definitely sensory fulfillment i wouldn't say overload um just because i i'm curious in nature so i like to see what's out there yeah it, it was uh there was definitely things that caught my eye i actually really liked the the role play mm -hmm. yeah and what about you chloe i don't know i the part for me that was fascinating was meeting other people that had daddy dom because i hadn't put myself in a situation where i had met people that live that lifestyle mm -hmm. um and I don't know why I hadn't looking back now, because having met people that are also living that was really eye opening for me. And just hearing how other people live that lifestyle and, and the things that they incorporate into their, you know, even into their like um, their daddy play or their, you know, their sexual fantasies and things like that. Like, that's just stuff that I never talked to anyone else about. So I think like just learning how other people do it was interesting, you know, for me to hear as well. Yeah, it's the daddy dom little girl is such a huge spectrum. I've I've been in one of those relationships. In fact, my very first DS relationship, I was the baby girl to a daddy dom. And so to meet other people who it's it's one of those kinks where you would think like it would not be a big deal, right? Like I get right. when I'm doing blood play, that's a big deal and that scares some folks. You would think like daddy dom right. stuff would not. And yet even within the kink community, it's still some people still have issues with yeah, it. They do, right? Yeah, people are just like, oh, you know, like they kind of like pull back, like what? You know, and it's like, oh no, like it's not what you think it is. <laughs> for a lot of people, you know, it's different. Like there's a huge spectrum, like you said, for what it is and what it isn't. And I think that like 
us, uh, you know, my daddy and I like doing it the way that we do it is so different from, you know, the way that the other girls that I talked to did. And then a lot of people, we did things similarly when we didn't, you know, no one was going off like by the book. You know what I mean? Right. And so I don't know. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I identify as a switch and my dominant side is very much what would be a traditional mommy role. But I can't, Mm -hmm. I I just can't have anybody call me mommy because I have my own kids. So that's kind of, it doesn't work for me. But if you actually look at how I, I'm a caregiver. So it's, there's a lot of us out there. (laughs) Way more than you probably realize. Yeah, it's like, it's really, really nice to communicate, you know, just talk to people who live that lifestyle and to know people who are in. I think that was a a really big part of um, Salt Lake for me. And like, you know, even just staying in contact with people afterwards who I talk to that, you know, that live that life. It's really cool. All right. So we all admitted, we all fangirled over different people who were there that weekend. Who were some of the people you were fangirling over? I know I was fangirling over Tony because I was so excited <laughs> to meet Tony. Oh, is that the first time you'd actually I met finally, him? Yeah. I mean, we, we talked for quite a few months before we um, actually met, but yeah, it was the first time we'd met in person. So it was, it was fun. It was nice. I was excited to meet Tony. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. And were the fans Um, kind to you, Tony? (laughs) They were. Uh, I mean, everyone's super nice. And that's what I love about these events is everybody's inclusive and welcoming. And obviously, I was fanboying over Chloe and her husband. Um, Honestly, I consider consider them family because they they were so amazing. We connected uh, right at the gate. So it was awesome. I also got to meet some of the people that I've been speaking to online uh, Murphy Wallace, uh, Crimson, uh, Becca Jameson, Pepper, Hale Lester, who's a PA. So I got to meet some people that I actually have been speaking to. I've been trying to coordinate like different covers or just like working relationships. Honestly, everybody I met was, they were super nice, super kind. And that's, uh, that's what brings me back each time when someone asks, Hey, do you want to go to an event? And the experience is like at Smut Lovers is why I say yes. Yeah. It was. I've been to several events and I'm with you, Chloe. I think this was my favorite of any of them that I've been to. There was just, Mm -hmm. you know, being somebody who loves to read the smut, even when I go to other romance, I was at one romance one and all the authors were talking about the stuff that they that they write. And Golden Mm -hmm. Angel was there. And I laughed because she talks about she started talking about she wrote a who cow romance and like. Everybody in the audience is like, who cow? What's that? Oh, my God. And I'm like, uh, I own it. It's wonderful. You got to read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was totally fangirl over Golden. Yeah, I was right. totally fangirl over meeting her. That's awesome. And and so to be in a place where I could say, yeah, I love who cow romance. And instead of people yeah. looking at me like going, what the fuck are you talking about? They're like, oh, yeah, me too. Here, you should read this one. Do you have recommendations for me? Like there was zero judgment, yeah. no matter what we read or wrote. Yeah, it, well, it was really, really, really great vibe. For those that are not privy to all of the lingo and the, <laughs> the verbiage, I'm sure you have some listeners that aren't familiar, uh, like I am not familiar with that term. So please educate me on what that is. Hukau is a combination of the words human and cow. And ah. it for many, it's a role play where they take on the part of the a cow and they get milked. In fiction, they're usually involved some sort of magical drug that they take that makes them uh, 
lactate. Sometimes it makes them lose their voice and they can only moo. It just depends on how deep you want to go down that fantasy. <laughs> Getting an education, Tony. I love how there's, there's something for everyone. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's fantastic. So I, are you, are you guys coming back next year? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. We'll be there. Excellent. Yeah. I got my hotel booked. I tried to book my airplane, but silly little airlines don't book that far out in advance yet. (laughs) I know. Are you in the group online on Facebook? Yes. You must be right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, I saw she put up the hotel, all the hotel information recently. Sorry, I need to get oh, yeah. on that. I'm, I'm, I'm an impulsive person who dives headfirst into stuff. So once I decide I want to do something, mm-hmm. I don't want to wait. Like, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it right. now. And September, yeah, September of next year is so far away, but it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. All right. So we, do you do a lot of other events? Um, I I do other kink events. So I will be at a kink conference in December teaching and at a kink conference in uh, January, hopefully teaching. So, but this is my first opportunity to teach kink to romance authors, which as somebody who has been a romance reader a lot longer than I've been a kinkster, this was really special because it truly combined my two favorite loves. And honestly, it, it it was perfectly fitting. Um, I've been to other events and I like how this one just didn't dance around it. It it threw itself in it. Like you are what you read kind of thing. And I, I really got a good understanding of what it meant to be like a community involved with romance. Like it, it did, it just didn't, it just wasn't surface level. It was, you know, both feet in. It, I, I thought it was fantastic. It, it made so much sense to bring, the two themes and the two communities together because it, it just make, made sense to me. Yeah, I think a lot of us walked away feeling like we now have an extended family. Absolutely. So are we going to see sure. any uh, any new inspiration in your books from stuff you learned that weekend? Oh my God, isn't it crazy? Yeah, absolutely. Like the role play, like Tony was saying, that is something that I definitely don't do enough of in my books. So I will definitely incorporate more of that. That definitely was hotter, like in person, than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it is. As somebody like, who, yeah, I don't top for it, but I bottom for rope suspension, and it is uh-huh. an amazingly delightful kink. Yeah, I'm like, Daddy, get the ropes out. Like, let's go. Like, let's just, let's just, yeah, let's do this. You know, it's like, yeah, let's do this. It was, it was, it was erotic, but it was also very, like, almost kind of emotional, mm-hmm. right? Like to watch that. That was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. 10 out of 10. That's got to go in some books for sure. For those of us who love rope, one of the coolest ways I can describe it is literally as soon as the rope touches your body, it doesn't even have to be more than they're just putting it up against you to start to bring it around you. Like you just calm and you find your Zen and it's, I call it, I call it, it's a big hug. It's just a big hug from with rope instead of arms. Yeah, I could see that. People say that about blood play, too. I've heard that that same, like, when that experience is happening, it, there's, like, a calming. Uh, I, I mean, that? I guess, yeah, for me, it makes me hyperactive because I just get excited. My okay. endorph- my, I get that runner's high. 
and my endorphins start yeah. going nuts and it's just a blast. <laughs> You're like, let's go. That's oh great. yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried that one. Ooh. Well, I'm hoping uh, next year, my goal is I'm going to bring a lot more toys than I brought this time and I will be doing some demonstrations so that people awesome. can, people can experience stuff that they might not have had an opportunity to. So when you write about it, you know what it is. But I, I don't think I'll bring my my blood play kit because I don't know that I'll get too many people to sign up for that one. <laughs> it's a niche market. <laughs> a very niche market. It's it's okay. <laughs> More for me. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. So Chloe, let's let's talk about where people can find your books. Yes, I am on Amazon. I am free in KU, all of the things, muddy, small town romance. I love it. And Tony, oh, do you have any book covers coming up that we can look out for? I well, know I've seen your fees on multiple places. <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, Chloe's got one coming out soon. You know, I have a couple of authors that I've done a cover release recently. I, ha- I believe I have one coming out at the end of this month, but one by Stephanie Dillon just got released and you can purchase on Amazon. So if you head over to TonyBrettmanModeling.com, you can find at the very bottom all my cover releases that are out now. There's about, I think, seven. And you can get them on Amazon right now. Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining us today. Thank of you course. for having me. Yeah, thank you. This time we are talking to my sister in pink. The amazing, wonderful Amity Malcolm. Hello, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. So Amity and I kind of started our friendship on TikTok first <laughs> and then counted down the days till we actually got to meet for real and besties, immediate besties. It was super cool because I had been following you on TikTok for what felt like years. And then <laughs> it, it, like I, I would constantly see you. And finally, I was like, I need to follow them. Like they have such great information. This is stuff that's not only things that I want to know about for my own life, but is stuff that's going to help me as a writer too. So I went ahead and I gave that little follow. And then not too long after was when I found out that you were actually going to be at Smut Lovers. And I fangirled hard. (laughs) Amity was at the, at the um, reader event. Amity was literally right across from me. So we just, the whole time we just hung out. We had a blast. I, you know, I keep talking about how I'm making plans to go to Disney the next time. Amity's who I'm going to Disney with. <laughs> I think it was really fun that we got to be right across from each other, too, because, you know, a lot of the people who write romance have very dark aesthetic when it comes to banners and book covers and everything like that. Um, and then there's me who's very bright and pink and Nikki Rome from Smut Lovers has basically said the only person I would ever be confused with is Lisa Frank. And I feel like that's <laughs> kind of how you feel too with your pink. Yeah. Like you and I are both very pink. We're bright. We're over the top type of people. So it was perfect that we got to be right across from each yeah, other. I mean, things could be totally smutty and still be pink and bright. Exactly. Exactly. Just because we delve into things that might be a little smutty or a little bit on the darker side doesn't mean we can't have fun with it, too. And I think that's so important for kink in general. That's all I'm saying. What made you decide to go to Smut Lovers? I started writing in February of 
21 was my first book. Oh, so you're relatively Uh, new. I am. Yeah. This February will only be my second year publishing. Um, And I knew I wanted to start doing book signings and I had looked at a lot of places. I like a lot of the book events that I've seen, but I didn't know that they would quite be tailored to the type of romance that I write. I tend to focus on a little bit more of the BDSM aspects or the realistic relationships that we see in the lifestyle as opposed to just two people who really like to have a lot of sex and books that we tend to see. So I was kind of hesitant about approaching some of the other the other signings because I didn't know how I would be perceived as an author. And when I found Smut Lovers, which I stumbled upon somehow completely on accident and saw that not only was it in Orlando, which is only about an hour from where we live, um, but when I saw some of the other authors that were going to be there and that the the emphasis was being placed on education as well as just reading romance, that was really what kind of saw like just made me be like, yeah, th- this is the first place I need to sign at. I I think I found my readers and my fellow authors and educators before I ever stepped foot in that hotel that day. It was everybody talks about the fact that there was so much camaraderie and we all felt connected and zero judgment. Like, yes, like everybody's talked about that. Yeah. And it was really cool, too. One of the things that stands out for me, again, in comparison to any other event that I've seen was how many people brought their spouses and their partners and, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, everybody came together. And that was really cool to see from an empowerment movement of these are people who are going and learning what's being taught at an event like this, this weekend. And they're taking that home with them, not only just from a writing perspective or a reading perspective, but from a lifestyle perspective, they're able to take what they read about now in books every day and learned how to safely bring that into their own relationships with their partners, which is super cool. So what did you bring home? (laughs) Other than some new rope. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's funny because we, my my wife and I are very new into the lifestyle scene as, as a whole. Um, We've been experimenting with Shibari. It's something that we've both really liked. So we've been doing a lot of that over the last probably about year. But being able to see some of these other demonstrations and other types of play that we experience in the literary world, too, so frequently and see that done in a real life setting, too. Like, I know we saw the super cool Shibari demonstration. There was the impact demonstration. I think most everybody knows that there was a beautiful, beautiful presenter there by the name of Princess Rara, who (laughs) talked a little bit more about some of those high risk kinks that we read about. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, I brought home a lot. There are definitely some new things in my life now that I would like to say I would like to attempt or look into more than I would have prior to the event. You'll have to go through my FetLife pictures and find all my rope suspension picks. Oh, yes. We would have way too much fun looking at all of those, wouldn't we? Because I, I, unfortunately, my rigor moved to Florida. To Jacksonville, of all places. But yeah, I back in the day, it was definitely one of my absolute favorite things to do. And I have a lot of pictures. That is a rope suspension. Just means you have to come to Florida more often now. What can I say? Yeah, but it's (laughs) hot there. I don't do heat. 
it's been really nice the last couple of days, like even to the point where we've slept with the windows open. <laughs> okay. I'm the person who it's, it's, I've been sleeping with the windows open because it's like 45 degrees outside. So yeah. I've got the windows open and I still have two, fl- two fans going in my room because it's still not cool enough yet for me. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, don't go by me. We have a sheet, a quilt, and two comforters on our bed right now. Oh my and God. my wife has been dying. She's been freezing every night. Yet I refuse to turn off the ceiling fan. Like the ceiling fan has to stay on. Like oh, I, my ceiling fan is on 365 days a year, pretty much. Me too. I need that air blowing on my face while I'm sleeping at night. All right. So how has your writing been since you've been back? Have you been inspired or things oh, appearing in your books now? Yes, I actually was in a bit of a writing slump before we started, Mutt Lovers. So I, I definitely got kind of a kick in the ass afterwards to be like, oh, I, I need to need to get up back in into the saddle and start writing again. I'm maybe two days away from finishing a Christmas novella, which is super exciting for me. This one is going to be a female, female, male storyline. I very much believe that spice in books should have nothing to do with the sexual pairings of people. I read a ton of male-female romance. I read a ton of male-male romance. I read a ton of female-female romance. And one thing that I found time and time again is when it comes to the female-female romance, it always seems like it's lacking in the spice that the counterparts have, whether it be male-female or male-male romance. So now I'm actually pulling from a lot of what we've learned to look into what future stories I want to bring to the page that have just as much spice as we see in those other stories while having more female, female relationships within them as well. That's cool. We need that. We talked, um, I know uh, Nikki and I've been talking about education for 2024 and we definitely want to put some more emphasis on queer. Absolutely. Relationships. Yeah. Because that was one of the things, go ahead. I was just going to say, most everybody I know in my community, from the women's standpoint, identify as bisexual. Yeah, it's very common. I think it's more common than most people think it is. And that was one of the things that I had talked to Nikki about, too. I had actually I was writing a list during the entire conference of like, next year, we need to see this taught next year. I want to see this. And one of the things was they said to her, not even from like a from a queer woman standpoint, but just I want to see a panel or a roundtable of queer sex written in books by non-queer people or by people who have not had that experience before. I mean, we are at least me as a female, like I I will be the first to admit that sometimes I'm a little harder on the male romance novelists just because they write things that I'm like, that no, like that that's not real. We life. don't our that's parts like, don't work that way. <laughs> exactly. And like I I take some of that with me too, as though like when I'm reading these male male romances, like I've never have been a man before. I don't know that experience. How can I write that more accurately? So whether it be you know again a male female storyline or a male male storyline or a female female storyline, I know a ton of people who are bisexual who have never been with someone of the same sex. Mm-hmm. So even though they might want to write that storyline, there are still ways for us to do that justice while giving the LGBTQ plus community or whatever person it is we're writing about the benefit that they deserve to be accurately described in text. Yeah, I have to admit, so a lot of the 
romance that I've read where there's been more than one man, I would say the majority of them, the men don't, as they say, cross swords. Exactly. Yeah. Occasionally I have read some where you've, in fact, I just finished one in the dirty daddy's anthology where it was wait to read that. (laughs) Yeah, it was, um, it was two, it was two men in a relationship who added a woman to their already existing relationship. So I've, I've read a couple like those. I have one of my favorite authors. I'll send you her details. Her name is Adora Crooks. She is out of New Orleans and she is just, she's like this phenomenal hipster that I always tell my wife, I wish I was her. Like if I was 10 years younger, I would be the way this woman is now. Like she's just so cool. And I have the biggest crush on her (laughs) because of how cool she is. She writes mainly male, male, female poly stories. And they are some of the best stories I've ever read. And they're, I definitely have to send you her details because I think you'd really appreciate her books too. Yeah. It's, I think, I, I think maybe it's written the way they are is because I know a lot of women who have the fantasy of watching two guys together. Yeah. Which I guess is fair. Guys fantasize about two women together. So why not right? the opposite? <laughs> I, I'm just surprised with as many bisexual women as I know that they don't, that we don't see more romance with two women and one man. Exactly. I think like, I've maybe is- seen one. And I've read a lot of romance novels. It is such a little niche that you don't see. And, you know, it's funny, too, just kind of coming full circle with me as a writer, where I started to where I am now, too. I was very hesitant, even as an open queer woman, to write female-female storylines when I first started. I feel like they get such a bad rep and that they're just not given the love that they deserve. And I... I worried about myself being able to bring justice to a storyline that was two women. And one day my wife finally looked at me and she's like, you're queer. Like <laughs> you, if, if anyone should be writing this type of story, it's you, you, you know what you're talking about. Like you've experienced it. it. <laughs> yeah. So earlier this year, back in June, I actually came out with, well, actually, scratch that in February came out with my first queer story that was female female it was a real quick shibari themed um, novella if you can't tell like I said I love shibari it tends to pop up in everything of mine (laughs) and then in June I came out with my first full-length queer story which was a female female storyline and it's been the best seller that I've had so far Um, so it was kind of like a slap in the face of don't be afraid of writing the true stories of who you are because those are the stories that are going to sell because those are the stories people resonate with. Well, yeah, they. I think people want one of the things that we love about romance is picturing ourselves exactly. in, that, in that story. That's the imagination. And so there are women who want to read this and picture themselves, have it be with another woman. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, whether that's something somebody wants to experience in real life or not they get to do that with books and I think that's super cool I know for myself like you you can ask anybody who knows me I talk a hell of a lot of game I will talk myself up all day but at the end of the day if I saw a penis in real life after not seeing one in real life for probably a decade I would probably be terrified but I still have to tell you they're not all they're cracked up to be this is my running they're not 
This is my running joke. Do you know how we know that sexual orientation is not a choice? Because I'm straight. Would I want to be attracted to a man if I had a choice? That's what I'm talking about. Like, (laughs) at the end of the day, I I would probably be afraid if I saw one in real life. But I still want to read about them and enjoy that aspect of it. Well, that's fantastic. All right. So obviously, we know you're coming back next year. Heck yeah, I am. Right. Did you sign up for 2025 yet, too? I did. (laughs) I don't think Nikki's going to be able to get me away from this one. She's going to have to trespass me from the building if she doesn't want me to show up. (laughs) I will be there every year. I said, especially if you keep throwing it around my birthday, this is my excuse to take off of work and go. Uh This is my birthday treat to myself. And it's the perfect treat, too. You get to come to Orlando spend a couple days in the sun. We're going to go to the theme park. We're going to ride rides. We're going to eat so many Mickey Mouse shaped foods. And then we're going to keep doing it again every year. And it's going to be fantastic. Do they make princess ears? I need princess ears. Uh All right. They have some that are like all the different characters. Oh, yeah. I need some princess ears. They used to have a really cute pair that were all uh, pink sequins. I don't know (gasps) if they still have that pair or not. But I will keep my eyes open for you. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. So since I know people are going to want to read your books, where can they find your stuff? They can find all of my paperbacks on my website, amitymalcolm.com. If they want signed paperbacks, that's going to be the best bet. They can also get paperbacks and eBooks on Amazon. Naughty Valentine is the only one I have in audio right now, but I'm hoping to work towards getting the rest of those in audio soon too, because I'm an audio book girly. I love a good audio book. Fantastic. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to chat with us. I will keep the countdown going of how many days till you get back down to Orlando or how many days till I get up there to see you again. (laughs) Perfect. All right. So that was a lot of fun. Learned some great stuff. I'm so glad we got to include my sister in pink, Amity. She's the one, guys, every time I talk about the fact that um, for next year, Smut Lovers, I'm going to Disney. It's Amity and her wife that I'm going to Disney with. I'm so, I'm so fucking jealous of that. It, it's, I desperately need to just like do a fun vacation. And I mean, it's really quick. Literally it's one day at Disney and then turn around and come right back home because you know, work and bills and shit like that. That shit just gets in the way of fun. But we also got to talk with uh, one of the models, Tony. And I know this is an audio podcast, but I'm telling you, go look, go look Tony up because Tony's hot <laughs> and I see why he's a cover model and he's, he's built just the way I like him. So it's perfect. But next week we've got a bunch more interviews with some great, amazing authors, a couple people that I was totally fangirling over and very excited to meet. So I hope you guys will come back for episode two. And maybe, though I highly doubt it, Dara might actually have her voice back by then. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, 
and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.